welcome back to another daily walk. Hopefully the tree frogs are not too loud out here, but I just love this scenery and um, it's raining most of the day. So it's the only time I had to uh, opportunity to actually record. And so today I want to talk briefly about the King James only movement and things. And um, just because we, we had a, we had a couple militant King James only guys show up in the comment section of the last video we did, where we talked about the, uh, the, heart behind the sovereignty debate and the guy's like oh all your nonsense is because you're reading the wrong bible and he goes on uh with amazing arguments that i've never actually seen like deuteronomy 1611 R remember that the king james version is actually an edit of an edit that came from the 1611 bible so if you want to talk about the king james is the superior one you should be reading the 1611 but it says in deuteronomy 1611 god places his name in that verse Lord equals Jehovah. This is the seventh word in the verse, and the 49th word appears in the Bible. What? Okay, if you want to get all high and mighty about the names of God, you should be reading the complete Jewish Bible, because it actually uses the name. It doesn't use the word Lord, which is what's there. It actually uses the word, and I don't, do not remember off the top of my head, is that one Adonijah? Is that one Jehovah? Is that one, you know, whatever it is. The complete Jewish Bible actually uses the specific words, okay? Now, that being said... Um, this is like Bible co-level nonsense. Looking at the, this one here, because I got news for you, that Deuteronomy um, 16.11, uh, every translation I've read actually has some word for God in it. So that's not really an argument. Lord, Adonai, um, uh, Adonai excuse me. This is the 49th word in that verse. It's the 16th, 1611th time it appears in the Bible. I'm going to get you a copy of the Bible code because uh, you're insane. All right, if you're counting little odds and ends, and this is why the King James Only movement is so insane, is they come with these weird, crazy, harebrained ideas out of nowhere. Now, let's go ahead and start this discussion by saying this. First and foremost, the King James Version is not a bad translation. It is, however, an out-of-date translation. And uh, why do we say that? Well, because it came from the 1611 Bible. And the 1611 Bible itself was written by people who weren't writing uh, the God descended from heaven version. Okay, I got news for you. God did not deliver to us a Bible written in Old English. And uh, Jesus also, while we're on it, was not a white European with long stringy hair. Okay, uh, he was, believe it or not, a white guy. He was a Jew. He's generally white. He had black curly hair. It probably wasn't long because that was not in vogue uh, for men at that time. Uh, but this is what the translators of the 1611 wrote. No cause, therefore, why the word translated should be denied to be the word or forbidden to be current, notwithstanding that some imperfections and blemishes may be noted in the setting forth of it. Okay, so the translators say, yes, there are errors and blemishes. And these people say, there are no errors. It is the perfect descendant from heaven. No, there are tons and tons and tons and tons of errors in the King James Version. Okay, now, nothing in that changes the doctrine of the scriptures. Nothing in that uh, messes around with the, the doctrine or the theology. It's just that there's a few places that was hastily done, and I don't remember all of them off the top, and I don't have a list of them in front of me. A few people say, well, you can't even answer one. No, go on the internet, look it up, swallow your pride, and you will find them. Okay? There are lots of them. There are lists compiled by very sound people. Some of them are just minor things. Some of them, it's just a wrong date, a wrong age of a king, just little tiny things. They, like I said, they do not 
change a lot of meaning, especially when we understand what the problems are. Uh, but the reality is a lot of your modern translations fix some of those. Now, do some of the modern translations, um, are they infinitely better? Maybe not. But my biggest argument is there's two main arguments I have against the King James Version personally. And that's not to say it's bad. It's just personally. Number one, it was written over 400 years ago and language evolves rather quickly in our current day and age. We have to stay current with the language now without compromising the actual meaning of the text. But as language shifts, the meaning of the text could very well be compromised by the shifting of the language. Okay, that is the, the type of uh, thing that we see all over the place. And I could give you some very clear examples of words I cannot even say anywhere in the world out loud. Like, I can, there are words I cannot say. Chat GPT would rather we blow up millions and millions of people than say such words that were common long ago. And we're not always bad. <laughs> okay, that's the first problem is language evolves. The second problem is a matter of opinion over which texts are the best to use. The King James Version uses your, um, uh, um, and I'm not the Greek scholar specifically, but I have talked to several Greek scholars on this. I believe the Textus Recepticus, um, which is different from the later manuscripts that came out of the, uh, or the earlier manuscripts that were discovered later in date out of the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, which was mostly Old Testament and a few other ones from the New Testament. What it boiled down to is the texts we have used for the translation of the King James are later uh, further away from the origin of the original text. Is there significant changes? No, but there are enough to cause a few questions about which one should we be using. Ideally, we want to use a text that is as close to the origin as possible. We have texts now that are hundreds of years closer to the origin of the time of Christ. So why do we use one based on the older ones? Now, that is a matter of a difference of opinion about some people have because the uh, Texas Recepticus is so widely distributed and that's what made it so prolific. So the question is, which one is the correct way that we, uh, that we use? So here's the four key points I wrote down about the King James. Number one, it was hasty, according to the translators. If you read the whole, it's like 11 or so pages of the introductory to the 1611. If you read all that, they say it was hasty. Why? Because if they didn't finish it on time, they would lose their heads. They were writing it for a king. <laughs> okay. Um, number two, it is full of errors, although they are very minor errors. Number three, as we'd mentioned, the language used in the King James is out of date. And number four, it utilizes different manuscripts. Now, is the King James version bad? No. If you like it, use it. I'd rather you use any Bible that is remotely sound than one that you can't understand. Um, but the King James version is generally, it is good. It is not bad. The problem we have is when you have a King James only cultist who comes out of the woodwork declaring that you're a heretic because you don't read his translation of the Bible, you're insane. I have read 
all of the main different translations. Every major translation, and I've also read translations some of you guys have never heard of before. Uh, I read a different Bible every year, and I make sure to read and study and understand the differences between the different translations of the Bible, because it is very important that we can understand what's going on. I have not read a translation that is so heretical, you can't get anything out of it, and it's going to lead you straight into hell. Now, I haven't read the First Nations translation yet. That one might. <laughs> and that's a controversial subject, I'll tell you that, based on the video comments. Um, I've read some that are certainly bad. And I do agree that there are too many translations, and I do agree that some of the translations are getting very bad and attempting to change and manipulate some things. I do not recommend the NIV, for example. Um, the 85 was not bad. The anything later than that, NIV started to add a lot of weird stuff. It was nothing seriously heretical, but enough stuff that it starts to raise a few red flags. So what are the translations I, I recommend to people? Okay, first, yes, King James is on that list. New King James is on that list. Now, the NASB is starting to walk away from its roots. So you can still buy the NIV, the NASB 95. That is a very good translation, one of the best, because it is a modern word-for-word translation. In fact, every King James church I've ever been to, which demands everybody to read the King James as they're explaining it in the passages and goes into the these and nows, every one of them, invariably, every church, they read the these and nows, and then they'll say, okay, here's what the text means. And the way they will say it is exactly how the NASB translates it. Now, since the current version of the NASB started to walk away a little bit. Instead, you should switch to the Legacy Standard Bible, the LSB. So uh, that's a good one. ESV is good. I'm not a fan of it. I think it, I, I call it the more slightly more biblically sound NIV. I'm not a huge fan of the ESV, um, but I do not consider a heretical or a bad translation. I also really like the Holman translation, um, the, the, the Holman Standard, AHCSB, I think it's called. Uh, that one is a really good one. And the only one that I put on the list for very good readability and uh, a decent translation, although I could be persuaded against it, the NLT. It is a little bit more modern and fluffy. It is uh, it is the dynamic equivalency uh, translation on this list. Um, but if you're looking for something that is good and readable uh, with that thought for thought, like the NIV tried to capture the uh, New Living Translation, I find to be pretty good, uh, having read that one a few different times. So that is my take. I am not uh, an anti-King James person. The problem I have is when you come down and try and say that King James is the only one. It was descended on God. It has God's name written in it. Oh, my God. You're a cultist, and you need to go reevaluate your life. Okay, do not sit here and tell somebody if they're reading another good sound translation that they have to be reading the King James, because if that's your attitude, you may be the one excluded from heaven here, just to let you know, because God did not give us the Bible in Old English any more than Jesus walked the earth as a um, European white dude. Okay, uh, those are kind of the, the thoughts that we have about it. So uh, with that, you can uh, have a look over the website, rwalkingchrist.com. Uh, so if you want to follow along on what we have going on over there, we have several books and things like that. With that, thanks for watching, everybody, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. 
For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>